What up, guys? Zane here. Welcome back to another episode of the Everything Vibe podcast. Going solo again this week. Uh, it is just a little crazy, a little hectic for all of us all around. And I'm actually traveling in LA this weekend, but uh, or this past weekend, I should say. But wanted to uh, just scroll through the news, give you some of the highlights, and then Hopefully I can get the other fellas on to uh, do some more analysis into you know some of the stuff that has come out. But hope your week has been well so far, or hope your weekend was well. And um, yeah, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So news for this week, I think. Well, you know what? Let's start with HCC related news. I know we like to dive into a lot of other VR content as well, and there is some news that came out. So. Let's uh, let's actually start with Vive news first, and that is Viveport video is out now, and that is to celebrate Vive Day. So HTC has released Vive Video, which is an app that's compatible with both PC and all the Vive Wave devices. So that would be the Focus and the Focus Plus. Now it has uh, you can download it for free on Viveport or Steam or the Oculus Store, and it's got a ton of different content on there. You know, sports content from like Red Bull TV and Major League Baseball. There's a lot of music content on there as well. And uh, they also have you know the usual cinematic experiences like Everest VR, which I believe we covered on the podcast way, way back, but it's in a previous episode. And so it's, uh, you know, Vive video or just video in uh, VR or 360 video is really starting to grow. This is a space that they see. And so, you know, with the Vive now being three years old and celebrating its third birthday or Vive day, I guess they call it. Um, this is something that every year they have, they release a little bit something. So it's cool to see that there is a focus on this that, you know, um, I think this is one of the areas where a lot of storytelling can really happen. Um, it hasn't really been tapped to, you know, I've seen a couple of different uh, VR movies or VR cinematic experiences, maybe a better way to call it that. But, you know, this is something in a lot of offline conversations that I've spoken with Ronnie and just just with folks in the industry about, you know, there's such a, we, we're, we're such big storytellers, right? Or as a as a society, we love stories. We go to the movies, we, we read books, things like that. So it's just a matter of time before we're really able to immerse ourselves with how VR is in, or with VR in these types of experiences. And uh, I think that there's just such a space for that right now. And it is cool to see Vive and HTC kind of focusing on that and creating uh, an app for creators to, you know, get their projects out there. So, you know, I, it's something that I've actually thought about a lot in terms of how how would that change a user's experience, and um, you know I'm not a creative in that sense in in terms of video and storytelling, but it's one of those things where I'm I would be very excited to see it. I am very excited to see how this kind of plays out. I cannot wait to see a full feature length movie in VR, and we're probably not there yet in terms of comfort and people being in a headset for more than an hour at a time or something. Although I spend a lot of time in the headset, I'm just saying the mass. Um, the masses, for lack of better words. But it is cool to see Viveport video out. Uh, I have not had a chance to download it because I haven't been home yet, but uh, as soon as I do, I will. And uh, I actually also downloaded, or not downloaded, but I also signed up for Viveport Infinity, which uh, just went live recently, so just last week. But I uh, haven't had a chance to play any of the titles on there yet. So I will give a full review of Viveport Infinity soon, but it is nice to see, especially around this time of year, People get very excited about what you know 
what, what kind of things HTC has or HTC Vive can offer, whether it's deals or things like that. But this is a really cool way to add another layer of content into uh, VR uh, apps and experiences, and I, I'm excited to see what else is on there. I have not actually experienced any sports in VR yet, and even though I'm not a big baseball guy, uh, I do want to check out some of the sports-related content and the music content as well, but I think that'll be really cool. So if you guys have tried it, definitely hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are. But just wanted to let you guys know that for Vive Day, Viveport video is out now. And um, yeah, um, I'm excited. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Now, this is where we get to some of the more interesting content, which is not HTC related or Vive related, but actually Nintendo related. So the first, uh, the first piece that I'll share with you is that Nintendo, and if you haven't heard yet, Nintendo is getting into the VR game. Now, they announced the Nintendo Labo. It's L-A-B-O. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Or Labo. And uh, they announced that a little while ago. And it's, it, it's essentially going to be, think of it like Google Cardboard is my understanding, where they're going to give you like a headset that you can put the Switch in. And then you'll be able to use the controllers and things like that. Uh, the stuff that they've shown so far hasn't made it look too appealing and and I say that from a person who uses I guess high-end VR like the Oculus or uh, HTC Vive. Now I have a Switch so I am actually am excited to try it uh, regardless of what um, you know what the experience may be like. You know I'm a, I'm a VR enthusiast so regardless of the platform I definitely want to try it see what it has to offer and the thing is like there are so many Nintendo Switches out there that you know for um for a, a little bit of an add-on like this, if you can experience other titles, I think any way that folks can get into the VR ecosystem and VR world will be awesome. And you know, there's definitely going to be a difference for somebody trying uh, a more rudimentary style of VR, whether that's like a mobile VR or um, you know, I, I should I shouldn't judge Nintendo Labo without actually trying it yet. Um, but you know, there's obviously a difference for somebody who tries a Vive or a Rift first uh, versus using a phone or, or something on, on the lower end. But I, I got to say that we are, as a, the technology is getting there. We are moving towards that. So I'm not too worried. You know, I think it'll get people excited about the potential and what could be, you know, and, and creatively challenge people and, um, and just get them to be more aware of the VR content that's out there. So all in all, I am excited for Nintendo Label. Since I have a Switch, I probably will get one or will want to try it at some point to see if it's worth getting. And uh, don't worry, we'll make sure to report back on the podcast if and when we do. But that is definitely something uh, on the horizon. Now, the big news that was just recently announced is that Super Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild, which are two flagship titles for the Nintendo Switch, now, those are going to be available to play in VR. And I don't think anybody, before this was announced, I don't know that anybody was really expecting that. So it's kind of a big deal. And I haven't personally tried Super Mario Odyssey yet. I'm still working my way through Zelda, which is a fantastic game for anybody who uh, is on the fence. It's my first time playing any Zelda game. But uh, it is, that would actually be really cool. Uh, you know, there's like 50 hours of gameplay in Zelda. And I know there's quite a bit in Mario as well, in Mario Odyssey. Now, I don't know what this is going to look like. You know, are you still, is it going to be completely first person? Is it going to be some third person elements? You know, the game, the games themselves are in third person. And, you know, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. We don't have much information on what this is going to be like. But I think the exciting thing is that 
it's happening and that there will be you know, a potential to play some of your favorite games on the Switch in VR. Now, you know, my only hope is, is please just get it right. You know, I, I would hate for there to be bad experiences or for this thing to flop. You know, never, never wishing ill for, for anyone or for any competitors to, to not do well. You want to see, you want to see VR, or at least we want to see VR as a whole really just rise. You know, the, the what does it say? Rising uh, tide raises all ships, right? So I, I definitely want to see them succeed. And my fear is that, you know, just with the graphical fidelity of the Switch and with, you know, the hardware not quite being there, I do have some concerns, but I'm going to leave those at bay for now because for me, it's it's more the excitement of being able to try these experiences. And even if it's rudimentary, even if it's not the greatest, again, I think the novelty of being able to play some of these titles is going to far outweigh, you know, People, people aren't going to look at this. People who don't have access to a Rift or a Vive or, or uh, even P, uh, PSVR or the higher end VR headsets. You know, if this if this is how they can get into VR, I'm all for it. This is gonna, you know, it's it's going to be one of those things where you can play these titles and more and more content. And if it is successful, then more and more content will come. More and more VR content, I should specify, will come to these different platforms, and you know, hopefully, uh, maybe even make it across. So, well, I don't know about Nintendo getting into Nintendo sharing <laughs> their stuff, but uh, you get what I'm saying in the sense that we want to see more content. And I want to see this content succeed. So that is the big announcement from Nintendo. When I started this podcast three years ago, I did not think we'd be talking about Nintendo, at least not this soon. You know, we had PSVR, which was uh, kind of a dark horse in the race, but obviously they've come out and and swung pretty hard in the sense that there's just so many PlayStations out there that it was easier for people to do just get into PSVR, drop the $400 or whatever it is for a um, the headset, the, the PlayStation headset. And um, yeah, so, you know, consoles... They're going to have to make their move because Oculus is definitely growing. HTC is growing as well. Um, you know, and Oculus, I, I mentioned Oculus first because I think Oculus has a really high focus on gaming and on social content, you know, being owned by Facebook for, for very obvious reasons. Uh, whereas HTC and, and the Vive have taken a much more enterprise approach, you know, with the, the Vive Pro, the, the Vive Pro I, um, and even the Vive Focus and Focus Plus. So, Either way, I'm going to be excited to see where this stuff goes, but it is cool to see other players kind of throwing their hat in the ring. And, you know, I, I'm, all for, I'm all for everybody doing well because that competition will make even better products for Generation 2 uh, if and when we get there. Which leads me to the uh, final topic I wanted to chat about, uh, which is a potential second generation. And I'm using air quotes here. And so if you haven't read it yet, I'll, I'll make sure to link to it in the, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. But uh, Oculus VP of content, Jason Rubin, talked about the Rift 2 and he said, it, oh, well, no, sorry, I, let me, let me take that back for a second. He talked about what a second generation would need because I think there has been, you know, some not speculation, but just a lot of like feedback that was given about almost the incremental. Um, well, let, let me put it this way: there was there was a lot of pushback on on the subreddits for Oculus about what the Rift S was compared to the Rift, and how it wasn't really a generational change. And it sounds like 
um, you know, Oculus is kind of agreeing with that. And again, I'm not saying this in a bad way. In fact, I, at GDC, we had a chance to try the Rift S, and I thought I thought it was a solid experience. And and my big thing that I've sp- spoken about with uh, spoken to Damon and Ronnie about is that I think a lot of the negativity comes from, uh, and let me not let me not generalize, but I think folks may have had their expectations a little too high without understanding what it you know what it takes for this technology to really progress and and you may disagree with me and if you do that that's totally fine would love to debate it but my my point is that if you have a rift or if you have a vive then you know that inside out tracking which is what the rift s offers is a is actually quite a big progression in a, uh, or step or incremental shift you know, if you've ever had to set up trackers or the lighthouse stations for the Vive, then it's it's kind of annoying. And so to be able to have that freedom to just set it up anywhere, all you got to do is plug it into the computer and get into your space and, you know, not have to find things to post up your, your trackers or your base stations, whatever it is, then you'll know that this is, this is actually quite a big shift away from that. And granted, again, I know we all look at technology. We want it to be much further along than it is, or we want it to be much further along faster than it usually happens. But, you know, to, to me, this was a pretty big step. I, I agree that it's not the Rift 2, and it sounds like that's what um, Jason Rubin is saying here. And he said that if they did do a release of something that they would title a Generation 2 or second generation, it, would, it can't be incremental changes. It'll have to be big things. And actually, just to name some of the stuff that he put out there, he said body tracking, eye tracking, a new form of input, or just like other things that really change up the dynamic of the ecosystem. So with that being said, I completely agree with him. And I think we would need to see some major some major shifts, whether that's in the controllers, whether that's in um, you know the, the headgear or the headsets. I don't know I'm sorry, why I said headgear. But it's, uh, you know, I, I don't look at the Rift S as a bad thing. I think there, I think it's a great step towards where we're going. And for folks who have been sitting on the sidelines uh, waiting for a second generation to pop out, like I get it. I get the frustration. I, I Trust me, I totally do. But I think for folks who have been in this space for the last couple of years who have had a Rift or a Vive, I, I also understand that like this is, this is still a pretty big shift away from using, you know, uh, the the extra hassle of of tracking and having to set up those things. So it's it's just interesting to me, and, and the reason that I wanted to point it out, and obviously the reason that it was covered uh, by Variety was just because you know what are the what are the folks who are behind this, who are driving VR forward, folks like Jason Rubin, the meetings that he's in, the people that he's around, like what do they look at in terms of. Um, what generation two would need, and this is actually something I, I didn't want to get too far into it because it's I'd love to be able to talk more about it with uh, Ronnie and Damon and get their thoughts. But you know, body tracking, eye tracking, different forms of input. That's that's was actually that's what I wanted to hear, and that's actually um, it's it's cool to see because I want to know where they're headed. Right? What do they think generation two or the second generation of VR looks like, so you know I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, the movie that came out was it last year Ready Player One and all the stuff that they had there and my my big thing to, that I talked to everybody about is I I don't think you know that movie that movie came out in 2045 I'm sorry that movie takes place in 2045 roughly 25 years from now and um, 
Yeah, I, I think that we're going to be, we're, we're going to, we're going to hit that much closer than 2045, much sooner than 2045. Now, I'm not talking about the world being a desolate place or the way that he that it's kind of presented in the movie, but uh, I'm just talking about having full ecosystems online and in these virtual spaces and having the type of experiences that people are looking for. I think it'll take less than 25 years. And I know I'm being optimistic now and I'm probably falling right in line with the folks who wanted more out of VR or expected more out of VR three years later. But at the same time, it's really cool to see how these changes are, are happening. And so body tracking, I think, will be a really big part. Obviously, we have eye tracking and I uh, had a chance to try the Vive Pro Eye, which is really cool um, back at GDC. And so it's uh, this this stuff is happening. It's there. It's it's being refined as we go along. And um, I, you know, I, I wish there had been more. Honestly, I, I want to know what the full wish list or the full checklist for uh, Generation 2 or Gen 2 tech would look like. But this gives us a little bit to, to nibble on for right now, you know, with, with body tracking. And I, I guess eye tracking isn't that big of a, a deal since we're already starting to see that. But in terms of body tracking, um, you know, I'd love to see haptics and how that could change. We're starting to see a shift in terms of the physics in games being much more realistic, which is really cool. Um, and there's there's definitely titles coming out. Uh, I want to make sure I don't get myself in trouble, but there are there's definitely titles out now and coming out that are going to be playing more on this physics uh, based um, physics based movement and physics based like just locomotions in games. So I, I am very excited to see that shift towards it. But overall. It's exciting times in VR, and um, I'm going to go ahead and probably stop talking about this here because, again, I want to get Ronnie's thoughts. I want to get Damon's thoughts on it, so we'll probably maybe bring it up next week or if we do another episode, uh, maybe more focused on this and what we think Gen 2 tech would need. Uh, and I would love to hear your thoughts as well. You know, What is it that you want to see in the next generation of VR. You know, do you agree with uh, Jason Rubin on this? Is this something where body tracking, eye tracking, uh, different forms of input or new forms of input would make sense? Um, is there something more? You know, what what are the outside the box um, thoughts that people that people are having? Because you know, it's it's cool to me that you know, as a, as a community, it seems like a lot of the the companies here are are listening to and slowly getting at least, but they're headed in the right direction getting to where we're trying to go with VR. So, you know, in terms of community feedback, would love to hear what you guys think on that, what you would want to see in Gen 2. And hopefully, you know, I guess if if we're at Gen 1.5 right now, then unfortunately, I don't know that I would see Gen 2 coming out next year. It might be another year after that. But um, yeah, overall, would love to hear your thoughts on that. Would love to hear your thoughts on the Nintendo stuff as well. Uh, and then if you get Viveport video, let me, let me know. But I will probably try to do a full review on Viveport Infinity and the Viveport video once I get back from, from LA uh, later this week. So whether that's in another episode or we cover it in next week's news episode, I will be sure to, uh, to give you guys my thoughts. And again, would love to hear what you guys are thinking. It's, and I'm just going to take a moment here to say thank you to our community because you, and, and our listeners because we, we really appreciate you guys. You guys actually bring up a lot of stuff that sometimes slips through the cracks. And some of the more obscure titles, like we, we get recommendations all the time from folks uh, who, who try out experiences that we just haven't had a chance to look at yet or something like that. So if there's stuff that uh, you'd want us to check out or, or uh, experiences within Viveport Infinity or Viveport Video, 
Always love the feedback. We're on Twitter at everything vibe. Uh, and then you can always shoot us emails. It's just our names. Well, sorry, Ronnie and Damon at everything vibe. And then uh, I actually use or manage the contact at everything email. So let me stop the ranting here. It's always weird to do an episode all by yourself, but I can talk all day when it comes to VR. So I'll go ahead end this episode here. We really appreciate you guys listening. We'd love to hear back from you. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully uh, not just another solo episode, but maybe even full strength if we can with uh, both Ronnie and Damon to do an episode covering the news. And uh, we will start getting out some Game Talk episodes as well now that we've had a chance to get back and start playing. So lots of stuff to cover. We're excited. And um, yeah, have a great week. And we'll talk to you guys again very, very soon. Take care.